All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. As I say every single Monday, hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're able to spend it with your family, friends, loved ones, somebody you care about, whoever it may be. I hope it was a great and relaxing weekend for you. I'm really excited about the podcast this week. Maybe excited is not the right word, uh, just because of the nature of what we're going to talk about. But I think we've got some good topics that we're going to cover this week. Starts today. Obviously, it's Mental Models Monday all throughout the summer here in 2022. And today we're talking about, it's called the Inversion Mental Model. And I'm taking it from an article. And here's what the article states. Inversion and the power of avoiding stupidity. (laughs) So that's going to be fun to talk about. uh, The power of avoiding stupidity. So again, these mental models are important for us. So we figure out different ways of thinking, uh, you know, different ways of seeing issues instead of going from emotion or excuse me, information to emotion to decision. We go from information to mental model then decision okay it slows us down a little bit it helps us think outside the box so we'll talk about that today and then wednesday we're going to talk about uvalde uvalde i'm not sure how you said it. i've heard so many different people say you know, differently in recent days the uvalde massacre massacre that happened about an hour west of san uh, san antonio 19 children killed, two teachers killed. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast already, and maybe I'll finish it up soon. But one of the things that we were talking about, we started last week, and we're going to continue, is this looking at leadership failures and mishaps and mistakes, not from a judgmental perspective, but from a perspective from which we can learn. I absolutely believe in the saying, and I think John Maxwell coined this term, failing forward. So anytime we make a mistake, anytime we have a mishap of any kind, it should push us forward as opposed to taking us backwards. So this idea of failing forward, what's even greater is if we can learn from other people's 
mishaps, mistakes, failures. And we can move forward based on theirs as opposed to having to redo it ourselves. And so that's kind of what I want to do. And, and, and all of this is coming out of in recent weeks in my own life. Uh, just re-asking myself the question, am I on the right path with leadership? Am I doing what I need to do when it comes to leadership and teaching and training? And does this matter? Am I missing something? And then realize that it's almost every single week that we turn on the news and we see some kind of a leadership failure. And obviously the big one right now is the Uvalde massacre and everything. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's 2022. It's, it's July of 2022. The massacre happened almost two months ago now in May, at the end of May. And uh, just information keeps pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And today we've heard more, more information. This week, as I'm recording this podcast, we've heard more information come out. And I'm recording this on Saturday. On Sunday, they're going to release more information. So I may come back on and do another episode based on the information that comes out from the Texas House Committee that's going to release more information from their investigation on the massacre. So more may come out. Now, I I need to move forward here because we're not going to talk about this today. But I guess the point I'm saying is that I, I want to talk about these mistakes, these mishaps, these failures, because we need to learn from them. And as we're going to talk about on, on, on Wednesday, if we do not learn from the massacre in Uvalde, and I'm talking about law enforcement, how we approach school safety, if we don't learn from this, it's just going to continue to be repeated. I mean, we're 20-something years away from, uh, from, the, uh, uh, from the Columbine massacre. And, and that, was, that was kind of our first one that we went through as a country. So it was a big, big deal. We, we thought it was a one-off. And then it just continues to happen, continues to happen. And, and uh, so there's a lot of things that we can learn from this. So, so we're going to talk about, but it's not just Uvalde, it's all kinds of things. Urban Meyer, I think I talked about that. Joe Biden, and the culture at the White House. There's an article, and we need to get to that sometime here in the next couple of weeks before it becomes moot. Donald Trump, the January 6th, right? Our nation, our nation's lawmakers are in, in uh, swirled. You know, they're, instead of solving problems for our country, they are, they are involved in this investigation on January 6th, right? So that was a leadership fail that caused that a leadership failure that caused that. And, and again, you just turn on the news and you see one after the next, after the next, after the next. And so it, it's important that we talk about this. And then on Friday, uh, we're going to talk about the idea of appreciating yourself, leaders. I'm talking to you. Appreciating yourself, because if you've been in leadership long enough, you know this, that you are not going to get the appreciation that you want uh, maybe that you need, maybe that you deserve. So what we have to do as leaders, we have to learn how to appreciate ourselves because it's going to be rare that anybody else does that for us. So let's dive in today. Mental Models Monday Inversion. This is the inversion mental model, inversion in the power of avoiding stupidity. I think earlier I said the, the power of stupidity. Maybe I should say the power of avoiding stupidity. Hopefully I said that earlier. 
Here we go. I'm in, again, the same website, fs.blog, a great website. If you want to go and learn about mental models, they have a lot of information there. Feel free to check it out. Let's dive in. Charlie Munger, the business partner of Warren Buffett and vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, is famous for his quote, all I want to know is where I'm going to die, so I'll never go there. (laughs) I like that. I've never heard that before. All I want to know is where I'm going to die, so I'll never go there. That makes sense to me, right? That thinking was inspired by the German mathematician Carl Gustav Jacob Jacobi, famous for some work on elliptic functions that I'll never understand. And that's, that's the writer saying here. Jacobi often solved difficult, and hopefully I'm saying that name right. I'm saying that because my, my middle daughter, uh, her, um, her boyfriend's name is Jacobi, and I think it's spelled the same way. So I don't know if it's Jacobi or Jacobi, but I'm just going to say Jacobi. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Jacoby often solved difficult problems by following a simple strategy. Man mus imir m kekren. I don't know if I'm saying that. Loosely, trans- loosely translated, it means invert, always invert. Jacoby knew that it is in the nature of things that many hard problems are best solved when they are addressed backward. Munger counsels. So this is Charlie Munger here, here, here talking. The article goes on to say, while Jacoby uh, applied inversion mostly to mathematics, the model is one of the most powerful mental models in our toolkit. It is not enough to think about difficult problems one way. You need to think about them forwards and backward. Inversion often forces you to uncover hidden beliefs about the problem you are trying to solve. Charlie Munger says this, indeed, many problems can't be solved looking forward. So let's take a look at some examples. Say you want to improve innovation in your organization. Thinking forward, you think about all the things you could do to foster innovation. If you look at the problem by inversion, however, you think about all the things you could do that would discourage innovation. Ideally, you'd avoid those things. Sounds simple, right? I bet your organization does some of those stupid things today. Another example, rather than think about what makes a good life, you can think about what prescriptions would ensure misery, right? So we look at the opposite, right? What makes a good life? Okay, And we list all those things out and we try to live that way. But another way to look at that is say, what makes a not good life? What makes a miserable life? And list all those things out and then don't do those things as well. In a training we did the other day, I worked with a gentleman by the name of David A. Duddle. And we were doing a training the other day and we talked about how people are driven. And we asked the question of these senior leaders from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. We asked the question, how often do you, or uh, maybe the question was, how are you motivated? I forget how we, exactly how we put the question. I think David was the one asking the question. How are you motivated? Are you positively motivated, right? Or are you negatively motivated? 
anyway, everybody pretty much say I'm positively motivated, which means um, in the workplace, if you treat me well, if you give me positive motivation, I'll get the job done for you. Okay. And we want to believe that that's how we are. However, the point we were trying to make in that, that section was that, okay, you say that you want to be that, but in all reality, most people are negatively motivated. I'm going to ask you a question. Why do you get up every single day and go to your job, even though many of those days you do not want to go? Well, you know the answer. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to get fired. Because if you get fired, it means you lose your house, you lose your car. If you, if you have kids, you know, and they're in school and you're paying for school, you're paying for the clothes, you're paying for the bills, you're paying for the roof over their head. If they're older, they've got a car, they've got insurance payments, maybe phone payments, whatever it is, right? You're paying for all that. And, and the bigger the home you have, the more you're tied to that job, right? So if you have a home and maybe a pool out back and you take 2.5 vacations a year and you've got your, your kids and all these things, right? So you're more tied. So uh, there's less likely that you're going to walk away from that job because you feel like it. In some ways, that's a negative motivation. I'm going into work today. I don't want to go, but I'm going in because I do not want to lose all these good things that I have in life. That's negative motivation. So this kind of goes in the same thing. When making decisions, yes, look forward, but also feel free to look from the end and work backwards and also feel free to, to, to look from a different perspective. Who's the person I want to be? You make a list. Who's the person I do not want to be? Make a list. Don't do those things and do these things, right? The article goes on. Avoiding stupidity is easier than seeking brilliance. While both thinking forward and thinking backward result in some action, you can think of them as additive or subtractive. Despite our best intentions, thinking forward increases the odds that you'll cause harm. Thinking backward, call it subtractive or uh, subtractive avoidance or inversion, is less likely to cause harm. Inverting the problem won't always solve it, but it will help you avoid trouble. You can think of it as the avoiding stupidity filter. It's not sexy, but it's a very easy way to improve. So what does this mean in practice? Spending time thinking about the opposite of what you want doesn't come naturally to most people. And yet many of the smartest people in history have done this naturally. Inversion helps improve understanding of the problem. By forcing you to do the work necessary to have an opinion, you're forced to consider different perspectives. If you're to take anything away from inversion, let it be this. Spend less time trying to be brilliant and more trying, trying to avoid more time trying to avoid stupidity. The kicker, avoiding stupidity is easier than seeking brilliance. So a lot of times we try to be brilliant. We try to make big impacts in life. We try to do big things. And what this article is saying, hey, instead of trying to always be excellent, always making big, big, um, you know, big decisions, always trying to do big things. Instead, sometimes, sometimes avoid stupidity. Some real life examples here. Let's say, let's look at it from a leadership perspective in the organization. You want to be a great 
leader in your organization. Right? Uh, but you're really frustrated right now with your team. You're really frustrated with your maybe a certain you know, person on your team. What you really like to do is give that person a piece of your mind. Walk in there and cuss them out. Every four-letter word you know, just unleash it on this person. That, that's what you would like to do. Maybe one of your team members frustrating you. And boy, you'd like to go let him have it. Now, now most of you on this, on this podcast who, who listen to this, you're, 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 you're not going to do that. That's not, a, that that's, that's not an option for you. I'm just using this as an example. Let's say you wanted to. You make the decision. I'm going to go in. I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. And I'm going to let them have it in front of the entire team. You're thinking forward. And what you're thinking is, you know what? Once I get it out of my system, I'll feel better. They'll know how I feel. I'll, you know, I'm going to put them on notice. Everyone else is going to know how I feel. This might actually be good for the team. So I'm going to do it. The inversion mental model, avoiding stupidity, right? Looks at it and says, okay, let's work backwards from this. Okay. So there's two ways that we can look at this. One is we can say, what would a great leader do? That's always a great question to ask because you want to be a great leader. That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you are moving forward in personal development. You want to be a great leader. So then you start asking, well, what does a great leader do? Right. As opposed to what do I want to do? You ask the question, what does a great leader, what would a great leader in this situation do and do that? But the inverse, you know, but the inverse is also, you know, true. You go all the way to the end. You play out the scenario and go all the way to the end. You've said it. You've cussed this person out. You've given them every four-letter word in your vocabulary. You've let them have it. And maybe you don't do it in front of the team. Let's say you're smart enough. You say, I'm going to bring them to my office, and I'm going to let them have it, not in front of the whole team. Okay? So you've already asked the question, what would a great leader do? And now you're thinking from, you know, backwards, forwards. And then you kind of play it out. Right, they walk in, they're standing in front of my desk, and I stand up and I just let them have it. I give them everything under the sun. And you kind of play it out from there. What might their reaction be? They're either going to get really defensive, they're going to throw things, they're going to cause a temper tantrum. Maybe they'll, that's one option. Option number two, maybe they go above my head and they say, I can't believe you said this to me. I'm going to your boss. And the next thing you know, I'm getting fired. Or uh, maybe they break out crying because they're very sensitive and you've hit a nerve and you didn't realize that they're going through a divorce, that they're going through uh, you know, problems with their children. They're going through financial problems, whatever it may be. Maybe they just got the news at the doctor that they didn't know that they're going to get. So you list out every potential consequence and you realize, okay, it's not worth it. You've asked yourself, what would a great leader do? Okay, that helps you avoid stupidity. Now you're working through, if I tell them exactly what I want to do, then boom, here's exactly what could happen. You realize, okay, there's really nothing good that's going to come out of this. So you back up and as a leader, you say, okay, what's the best thing that I can do? What would a great leader do? And then you do that. That's one example. Let's make it personal. If you're in a marriage or partnership, a committed relationship, and you decide you want to step out on that relationship, you want to have your cake and you want to eat it too. Okay? This is a leadership podcast. So, Two ways to look at it, again, from this idea of avoiding stupidity, right? Because I think all of us on the call can agree that that would not be the smartest decision, right? 
So then you look at it and you say from two different perspectives. One is what would a great partner, spouse, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend do in this situation? A great one. Okay. Not what I want to do because what I want to do is X, Y, Z. But what would a great husband, partner, spouse, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend do in this situation? Or maybe it's something hurting a friend, stepping out, being disloyal to a friend. What would a great friend do? Not what I want to do, but what would a great friend do? So that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is backtrack it all the way up. So I want to step out on my relationship. Let's look at all of the potential consequences. Let's go all the way out. Let's go out, again, long-term thinking. Let's go out two years. And let's look at all the potential consequences. So you do that. One of the consequences, my partner spouse does not find out. The other one, you know, one they do find out. And then here are all the things that happen if they don't find out. And here are all the things that happen if they do find out. And you come to realize out of the myriad, and let's say you come with, with 20 potential endings, and you're like, out of 20 potential endings, only one of these endings is semi-okay. But none of them are great. Then you decide based on this inversion model, okay, well, well, let me avoid stupidity. Maybe I can't be a great partner, spouse, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend right now, partner right now, but I could avoid stupidity. And as I'm looking at this and it goes all the way out, I realize this, it's not going to lead to anything that I want it to lead to. So let me avoid it. Okay. That's how this works. So again, it's not always looking forward because sometimes when we look forward, all we can see is what we want at the time. And uh, I will tell you this, and I've shared this on the podcast before, for the last eight years, I have seen my own coach, counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call her, and she does this with me a lot. You know, I'll come in and I'll tell her some decision that I could make and, and she'll say, okay, well, that's, you know, okay. And she's very non-judgmental, which is the most beautiful thing. She doesn't judge. She, you know, she's, she's given me the philosophy of there are no such thing as bad let me see if I can say this right. There are no such thing as bad decisions, but there are consequences, right? So you can make a decision however you want. It's not necessarily a bad or good decision, but there are consequences. And so you have to ask yourself the question, do I want to deal with the consequences of option A or option B, right? That's kind of what we're talking about here today, right? From her, I've gotten that mindset is it's not stop judging ourselves for the choices we have that leads to, you know, to the decisions we make. Oftentimes we judge ourselves harshly for the choices we have. Well, I have two choices. Oh, I'm also horrible for these choices. No, you're not horrible for those choices. You have two choices or three choices, whatever it is, you make a decision based on those choices. Now come the consequences, so what we're trying to do here today is say, hey, let's avoid stupidity by, by, by looking at the consequences. What are the potential consequences? And then work our way back. And if we're getting ready to make a decision and we see that there's, man, 90%, 95% of the consequences, of the potential consequences that I could face are consequences I don't want to have to face, then, that's, then let's avoid stupidity. Because stupidity is looking at a situation seeing how it could possibly end, knowing that there's only a 5% chance of all these options you have that you're going to make a decision that you might kind of like the outcome and still doing it anyway and taking that gamble. And I have done it 
more times than I can count. So I'm, you know, I'm preaching to the choir on this one. I'm always preaching to the choir. That's why I do a leadership podcast. I probably get more out of it than you do. On this one, what it's simply saying is, hey, just avoid stupidity. Right? Because when you play it out, you know, whether it's cussing out your team member in front of people or behind closed doors, or whether it's in your relationship, partnership, marriage, or your committed relationship, whatever it is, if it's stepping out, you're able to see here are all the consequences that could, you know, that could possibly come from this. And then you make a better decision. Okay. So this week, I want to encourage you. Maybe it's not all about being excellent always, but sometimes it's just about avoiding stupidity, avoid stupidity. And sometimes I think if we could just nail that, avoiding the stupidity, it would be amazing, amazing, right? Instead of seeking brilliance, just avoid stupidity. It it would be amazing how, how much better our world would be. That's all I got for you today. I'll see you Wednesday as we dive into the, this idea of humility and courage, the Uvalde uh, massacre, the abject failure that it was. And uh, we'll talk through that. And uh, uh, yeah, very sad situation indeed. I'll see you Wednesday for the next episode of the podcast. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast, and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.